Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the many things you bless us with. Now, once again, the blessed opportunity to get back in your word and help us to appreciate it and to utilize it to fullest as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. We've got a lot of hardships in our life. We've got a lot of challenges in our life. We get overwhelmed sometimes of the magnitude of the load that you might be carrying. But we need to live one day at a time. One day at a time. Yes, we need to be looking at eternity. We need to be looking at tomorrow in that sense. But as far as what you're doing, you're Behavior, your actions, your works, one day at a time. You can't work tomorrow until you get to tomorrow. So let's do today what we need to do today to be in the perfect will of the Lord. So let's live one day at a time. Because we don't know that we have tomorrow. We know that as born-again Christians, we have eternity to look forward to. But in this time, in this life, in this body, we know when we wake up in the morning... We have that day to face. We don't know if we're going to even make it through that day. But we know that we can approach and live that day one day at a time. In Matthew chapter 6, the model, player, the model prayer gives us a, a glimpse into this in the prayer, what he's requesting. In Matthew chapter 6 and Picking it up in verse 9, the teachings of the Lord to, to us in our, His model prayer reads, After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. See, He's given us that example. Ask for what you need when you need it in that day. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the glory and the... Excuse me. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So we have that model prayer given to us, which in the center of that is give us this day our daily bread. Helping us to realize that as it says over in Psalm 118, verse 24, this is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So be glad in the presence. We can be thankful for the past. We can be thankful for the future. But we also can be thankful for right now that we have in this day opportunities opened up to us, doorways opened up to us, blessings given to us, challenges given to us, obstacles that might be there, temptations, trials. There's a lot going on each and every day. In Philippians 1 verse 6, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. When we have that kind of confidence, knowing, okay, the Lord has saved me, saved us for a purpose. What is that purpose? When you wake up in that morning, you start praying, and you don't quit praying. You pray throughout the entire day till you fall asleep praying. Lord, what do you want me to do in this day? Whatever it might be. 
we might think that we have to be so involved, so busy, but then we look at the scriptures and we see some of the examples. People that were very devoted, that kind of every once in a while took a relaxing day. We've got to remember that as well. You don't always have to be wide open. Like it says in Hebrews, run with patience the race that is before us. That running with patience, that sounds like a contradiction of itself. How can you run with patience? Well, if you've done any running, if you've done any track, you know you have the various ones. You have the sprint and you have the marathon, for instance. You don't run a marathon as you run a sprint. A sprint is a short race. You run that wide open full speed right away and you keep at that full speed. If you tried to do that at a marathon, you wouldn't make it very far. You'd, you'd get too tired and have to stop. So we got to know that we want to run the whole race. So we got to monitor, we got to adjust, we have to regulate our behavior, our movements, our actions to know that we have a long race ahead of us and run it with patience. But it might only be one day, which is the confusion when it comes in. Then. Okay, do I take it easy or do I not take it easy? Pray about it and the Lord will let you know. This is a day that you can just chill, relax. Because we see examples in the scriptures. Well, even Paul, for instance, as devoted and dedicated and as busy as he was spreading the gospel, he would take time out with Priscilla and Aquila to build tents. They were tent makers. He teamed up with them and they would build tents and they would sell those and that would help finance his mission field. He wasn't preaching the gospel while he was building a tent. Just like the apostles would give the examples of the fishing. Even after the ascension of Jesus, I mean after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, they went fishing. The Lord was there on the bank and they interacted with him. But it shows that they took time to do some fishing. There are other things in our lives that we can get involved in that aren't specifically doing a ministry. We can use everything that we do to bring honor and glory to the Lord. One of the ways that we can bring honor and glory to Him is to take care of ourselves. And sometimes we need to take care of ourselves in a way to relax, to chill. We like going on vacation. You relax. And we know that all these things work together. Everything that we encounter, everything that we do, just like in Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are the called according to His purpose. So it isn't that everything that we do and everything that we experience is good. It is that it will work too good. So sometimes those obstacles that come our way that are challenging to us are there for our benefit or someone else's benefit. How we handle what comes upon us is an opportunity to testify, to show, to witness to those around us how we deal with those challenges. Every one of us has dealt with challenges. How did you handle that? How did you present your reaction to that to those around you? Were you grumbling and griping like the children of Israel were grumbling and moaning and groaning and murmuring when they were in the desert? It didn't go well for them when they did that. 
We've got to always give thanks. You've got to always know it could be a whole lot worse. Look around. You can see other people that are dealing with things that you would not want to trade places with them. So in that, you can be thankful. It's like we've had recent incidences where people have fallen and gotten injured. It could have been a lot worse. So be thankful. Even if you got some aches and pains and woes and cares because of the fact that you may have fallen, it could have been a whole lot worse. In Hebrews 13, verse 5, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Being content with such things as ye have. Difficult sometimes. But he also tells us to stay hungry. If we're hungry, we want more. We want to be hungry for the blessings. We want to be hungry for the knowledge and understanding and wisdom that he has available for us to acquire. The blessings. We want to be hungry for the blessings. But be content with what he's already given you in the sense that you're not feeling like you've been cheated or that why is this happening to me? I've been so obedient. I've been so hardworking and now this has come upon me. What did I do wrong? Sometimes, like we mentioned in the book of Job earlier, sometimes it's not anything that you did wrong, but it's something that you get to do, even if it is a hardship the hardships that come upon Job, how he handled that. He never cursed the Lord. And at the end, he was blessed with multiple times over what he had lost through that experience and able to influence his friends that come around to teach all of them and to teach us how to handle the afflictions that we have and to know, as it said there in, he, in uh, Romans chapter 8, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. His purpose is for it to work good. We look at some of the hardships that are going on. We look at some of the horrible things that are going on right now around the world. The wars and the rumors of wars. The horrible atrocities that are being inflicted upon mankind here locally and around the world. You wonder why, Lord, why has that happened? But there will be something in that, some reason that that came about, that it will work out to good. The Lord has used this over and over. We see this all through history, how He takes something the devil does or causes, and He can take that and turn it around for a good, which He's going to do even in our lives, the suffering that we go through. Because when you go through a suffering, when you go through a challenge, when you go through some pain and sorrow, you learn. You become stronger. You become somebody who then can help someone else that's going through that same thing once you go through it. Or even in the midst of it, you can display to others how to handle such an affliction or problem or concern or challenge or trial, whatever it may be. It can apply to so many different ways in our lives. In Philippians chapter 4, Simple instructions, but we must always look to the Word of the Lord. What should we do? How should we, we react? How should we behave? These are verses that we go over a lot because they apply so well, where he starts out in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always, 
And again, I say rejoice. He repeats it. That doesn't say rejoice in the Lord when everything's going right. No. Because sometimes it'd be wide stretches or long stretches where we wouldn't be rejoicing very much. But we need to rejoice always. This life is so short. It's just a flash in a pan. It's a vapor in the wind like James talks about. So know that it's temporary. It's not going to last. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. That's your testimony. That's your witness. Let it be known to all men that I'm praising the Lord even through these challenges. Be careful for nothing. That means don't be worried. Don't be overly concerned. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, get constant communication. Supplication means you list it, anything and everything that you're needing to talk to the Lord about. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. That thanksgiving is something that a lot of people forget about. They're all about gimme, 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 but not thank you, thank you, thank you for what you've already given me. Got to be thankful. And then when we do this, verse 7 kicks in, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. When you're prayed up, when you're really communing with the Holy Ghost, when you're really listening up, you will have a peace that comes over you that no one else can even explain. You can't even explain it yourself. That's why he's talking about passeth all understanding. But yet that, that peace, that calmness, that comfort can come, up, come over you. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. That positive mental attitude... You need that to always be thinking of the good, always be thinking of the positive. When you're focused on something, you're affected by what you're focused on. Just like when Peter got out of that ship and went to walk to the Lord, when the Lord was walking on the water to that ship and he spoke to Peter and said, come on. And he stepped out on her. Peter stepped out. He started walking. He started walking to the Lord. But he got his eyes off the Lord. He looked around. He saw the waves. He saw the, the wind. He got scared. And he started to sink down. He got his eyes off the Lord. But as soon as he got his eyes back on the Lord and cried out to the Lord, the Lord reached down and pulled him right up out of that. And then right back up on the ship. So that's what we need to do. Think on the positive thing. Think on what the Lord's already blessed us with and what we know He has in store for us for eternity. Then we can get over what we're having to suffer now. And then we have that good testimony, which He speaks of in verse 5. Let your moderation be known unto all men. That everyone around you knows that, hey, you have a great attitude. And I know you're going through some suffering, but yet you still have a great attitude. That's a wonderful testimony. Verse 9, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. The God of peace shall be with us. Peace of mind, comfort. 
Paul further teaching here, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Verse 11, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Paul went through some challenging things, more so than all the other apostles. He suffered it. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Even through those sufferings, even through those challenges, you know that you can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. It isn't your own strength. No, it's the strength of Christ that He blesses you with. So we've got to acknowledge that and accept that and utilize that to the fullest. Turn to Him. And when you're out there on the front lines and you're battling away and you're feeling the persecutions, the challenges, the hardships, in Galatians chapter 6, Couple of verses here, nine and ten, and reason. Let your, let us not be weary in well doing. See, you can feel overwhelmed. You can get weary. You can get depressed. You're thinking, well, all my efforts and is not working out. What's going on? Sometimes we don't see the fruits of our labor. They are for later. And let us not be weary in well doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. It's interesting how he throws that in there. Don't be weary in well-doing, and especially when you're helping the brothers and sisters in Christ. You can become so overwhelmed doing a work that you consider a good work to help people and yet you're helping the sinners live more comfortable and pleasant, sinful lives. That's where I speak of charity so often. And sometimes we get involved in works that we've got no business being in and they just overwhelm us and overwork us and then we get glory out of it, sure, but then we're doing it for the wrong reasons like we were speaking of earlier. We've got to do things to bring honor and glory to the Lord, not to ourselves, and whenever we're doing things, we do specifically and most assuredly our efforts to help the brethren. Let's read that again. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. See, we help the ungodly out there by helping them become people of faith. In that, then our works are done right. And we can receive the benefit from that and the rewards that come along with that. It's so awesome that he allows us to be a part of his work. And we got to look at each and every day, the opportunities of work in that day, and use that day to the fullest and properly. Over in Ephesians chapter 6, in verse 10, 
Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Once again, the Lord's power, the Lord's might. Too many times we take it on ourselves and we think it's our power, our might, our skills, our ability to relate to others, our ability to do something, and then we try to take the credit for it. No, 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 no. It's always give Lord honor and glory through all of it. Each and every day that we get out there, it's the strength of the Lord that will help us approach that day and take that day and use it to the fullest. How can we do that? Verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Notice, it's his armor. It's not our armor. We put on his armor and get in the battle that he allows us to be fighting. And we know that the devil's going to come up against us with all kinds of challenges. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's why we need the Lord right there with us in those battles and to have His armor on us, not our own. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand up. It reads, Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. When we have the truth, we have the righteousness, the righteousness of Jesus Christ that blankets us and shields us, part of the armor, the truth that comes from the Lord, the indwelling spirit of, of truth, which is the Holy Ghost. And we take all that with the understanding of the Word of God, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Those things that come at us, each and every day that come at us, we can deflect those, they can be quenched, those fiery darts, the fire can be put out when we have on the full armor of God. Verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation. Notice, the helmet of salvation. The helmet which controls or I should say, protects your head, your mind, salvation itself, which gives us that new mind that is a gift from the Lord to the born again. When you take that on, then you can face things differently. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Notice, he throws in a weapon in there. You got all these shields, but now you have a weapon. The sword, this isn't a regular sword that you might think of. This is a sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. To know the Word of God, to use the Word of God as a sword, as a sword that can cut us under, as a two-edged sword, as the Word of God is, tells us in here, like we were studying in Revelation, that comes from the mouth of the Lord, a two-edged sword. When He gives us that, it's the Word of the Lord that we can use to defend ourselves against the wiles of the devil. Because this is all about defense here. Praying always 
Not every once in a while, but always. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. That perseverance, that means just to keep on going. Keep going, keep fighting, keep in the battle, keep defending, keep spreading the gospel. And then supplication for all saints. Once again, referring to looking out for each other, praying for each other, helping each other through the challenging times. Lift it up, give it to the Lord for each other. Not just for yourselves. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, of course, this is Paul teaching young protege Timothy in his approach as being a pastor. Pick it up there in verse 1. Chapter 4, verse 1. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the quick and the dead at His appearing. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Patiently presenting the truth. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions. He's pointing out here, letting Timothy know you are going to be afflicted. We know we're going to be facing that. Take on the full armor of God. Let that peace that passes all understanding can come upon you when you're praying, when you're praying and when you're being thankful. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. That means to really look at what you're doing in your daily walk. Are you doing exactly what the Lord wants you to do? Are you in the perfect will of the Lord? Are you bringing honor and glory to Him in everything that you say, everything that you do, every way that you react? The life that you manifest to mankind, as I spoke of earlier, are you really giving a good testimony? And then Paul talking about what he's gone through and what he's about to go through. Verse 6, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. He was about to get his head cut off by Nero. Was, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. We need to all be able to say that. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Everyone that loves his appearing is going to have that. You want to hear those words, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You want to fight the good fight as Paul has done there. We know there's challenging times. We know there's hardships. We know that there are things that are really tough to handle and to understand. Why did this come upon me? Just like Job and what he went through. He didn't understand why. His wife was telling him to curse the Lord and die. But he didn't curse the Lord. He hung on through it. And it helped 
his wife. It helped his friends. It helped them all because he was able to survive all that and to trust in the Lord all the way through the end. And he was blessed for it. Four times what he had before of blessings and long life after that. So much was given to him. It's so amazing. But like James was talking, I referred to earlier, when we're trying to plan things, in James chapter 4, beginning of verse 13, Go to now, ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. See, this is where he's talking about making those long-term plans. Got it all figured, all planned out. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. We're just here for a flash. For that ye ought to say, If the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. Lord willing, we got a lot of work ahead of us and we'll be able to be here and do a lot of work for Him and bring a lot of people to the understanding of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior for many more years. But at the same time, be ready to go because we don't know it could be before I finish the next sentence that the Lord comes back and raptures us up. But have the confidence that David had when he wrote Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Just like Psalm 118.24, This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So pray to the Lord. Give us this day our daily bread. And hang on for the ride. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank You for this day that You have blessed us with so much. And the rest of this day that we might have, You might come back before we leave this building and help all of us be prayed up and ready to go at that moment. We thank you all so much for the opportunities that you give us. Even those challenges that we have to face and go through, we know you're right there with us and can turn all of it to a good. We truly thank you for all that. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen.